Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fed Up and Tired. I am Melissa. And I'm Mary Nolan. Today, we're going to talk about toxic relationships. Um, we're going to give you the characteristics, and we're going to discuss and go into detail a little bit about, you know... Things we've experienced. Things we've experienced with those kinds of relationships. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I will start by saying I have had two very toxic relationships and they were both long-term. And, um, the first one was just shy of four years. I was a teenager. I was very young. But he was very controlling. Mm-hmm. He's very manipulative. Yeah. Um, he had very bad um, anger issues. Yeah. We fought constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was blamed for everything. And one thing I will say that he was really bad on, which I learned not to do, was um, he would just say, like, whatever came to his mind when he was mad. It didn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm. It was if it was gonna hurt me or make me upset in any way. He was throwing that shit out there, and um, I feel like that on some levels can be like mental abuse and emotional abuse. Most definitely, yeah. Because you know, at that point, you really start to question yourself. You know, like especially if somebody's constantly telling you, um, like with my 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 last long-term relationship, the 10-year one, um, I remember one time, actually many times, he would tell me that uh, I asked for help too much. Like, I was too fucking needy. Yeah. And, you know, after a while, you really start to think, well, fuck, I'm too, you know, maybe I am too fucking needy. Right. Never mind the fact that I was working full fucking time and taking care of three kids and the fucking house while he just did whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. You know, and I... Looking back now, I wasn't fucking needy. I had every fucking right to ask him to help me. Yeah. But at the time, you know, with somebody constantly saying this in your ear, I got to the point where I quit asking for help because it made me feel like I was doing something wrong by asking for help. Right. And I was always taught growing up that if you need help, you fucking ask for it because that in a way kind of shows a sign of strength that you're at least strong enough to say, hey, I can't do this on my own. Will you please come help me? Yeah. I've definitely had some experience with like emotional and mental abuse for sure. And then those were the cases like they would do and say little things that just constantly kept putting you down and make you eventually start to feel like, well, damn, maybe something is wrong with me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, not only that, he would like, if you asked him to go somewhere Mm -hmm. or do something with you, he would always be like, nah, you know, nah, I'm not, I'm taking... I'm taking my friend. Yeah. And we're going to go. And he just like ignore me. And it just, I don't know. It made me so mad. It almost made me feel like I was abandoned. <laughs> like he was right. abandoning me, you know? I was being put in the back seat to somebody else. Right. And it just, it made me feel like I was unattractive for one. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like he didn't even want to be seen with me in public. Yeah. He didn't want to go anywhere with me. He didn't want to go do anything. If we did go somewhere... We drove separate fucking cars because he wanted to meet me there. Why? I don't know. I still to this day do not know. I still don't know why he would never go out in public with me. I don't know. Yeah. I always wondered, like, is there somebody around this town that you're dating that you don't want 
to see them to see, you know, you with me. Is that is that what it is? Like, I couldn't think of any other reason. Right. So I know I'm not unattractive, so I couldn't think of any other fucking reason. I don't know. You know, I, I just really couldn't. But that in itself, again, like I, there was so many things that he would do. Um, and this was my most recent ex that just to me now looking back were mental abuse and emotional abuse. Yeah. Yeah. You ever had any experience with emotional or mental abuse? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, two two relationships before Jeremy, I um, I dated uh, someone and he was not the nicest person. I mean, he would always make things seem like even if it wasn't my fault, it was my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like uh, he had horrible anger issues because he had a lot of unresolved, you know, issues with his dad and and he always felt like nobody understood him. Um, he, I don't know. He would always take shit out on me because, yeah. and, it, and it made me feel like I did something wrong when it, it, I didn't. Exactly. You know, I even started to do like watch myself to see which words would trigger him and then shape my like vocabulary around that, that shit. Right. Like you start changing you when you yeah. don't even fucking need to. Right. Because I, I, I d- I don't know. I was very young and I didn't understand what was going on at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I, I think what I finally understood um, was one day we got into an argument and he kind of like like it almost went from, you know, us arguing and then he bucked up like he was going to come at me and he started at me and he had his fists, you know, and balls like, you know, down by his sides, you know, like he was going to. I don't know, punch me or something. And, and I, I held up my hand and I was like, stop. And he's like, what? I was like, stop. Because if you're about to hit me, you may want to rethink that action. And he go, he's like, he's like, oh, what, what, why? I was like, if you hit me, I'm going to kill you because I'm going to see red and then I'm going to lose my shit. And you know, he was just like, whoa, whoa, you're not going to do anything. And I was like, you sure you want to find that out? Are you sure you want to push me to that level of anger that you want to find that out? Mm-hmm. So because put a hand on me and you will find out very quickly. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, it, it, just those kinds of things. And, and I started to realize, too, like he was very controlling. You know, he he. He didn't like me to be gone for long periods of time out of the house. You know, like if I were going to go hang out with a friend or something like every now and then, you know, he 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 it would always be blown on my phone. Oh, when are you coming home? Mm-hmm. Are you wh- what time are you coming home? Are you, are you when are you coming home? You need to come home. You've been gone a long, long enough. You need to come home now. You know, and, and I'm just like, dude, I'm hanging out with my friend who I haven't seen in a while because you don't like me to be around my friends. Mm hmm. And he didn't, he, he didn't like very many people and because he all had me convinced that nobody understood him. You know, he, he was just this poor pitiful me. That was what, that was what it was. Yeah. But no, uh, the emotional and mental abuse, absolutely. I have some experience in luckily for him, he didn't cross over that line, but I mean, he did throw stuff at me. Oh yeah. I've had a, I've had a burrito thrown in my face. Oh, that would piss me off. Oh, I was pissed. 
I was very pissed. I'm but I've had, her, I've had a burrito that. thrown in my face. I've had yeah. fucking laundry baskets hauled at me. I've had this little metal thing tossed at me that fucking blew apart in many fucking pieces. I've been pushed up against the wall. Like, yeah, there have been some. Wait, sh- a, whoa, wait a minute. I'm telling you, dude, I've been pushed this into a door. Pushed you up into I've a been wall? pushed into a door. You know, there's been shit that has happened. I'm sorry. Why is he still there has been There has been shit that has happened. Because I'm stupid. You know, you do stupid shit. Now, I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't fight back because I did. I'm not going to say I didn't. I did. But it was more like, I feel like when I started fighting back in that moment, he was like, oh, shit. Like, I just <laughs> fucked up. To be yeah, I just <laughs> fucked up. So, I think at that point, um, I think he left. I feel like he left. Oh, man. Yeah. And then, you know, another thing that I feel like I hate when they do, which I have known. um, I had one ex that I dated for about two years, and he was notorious for this, and he used to piss me off. Have you ever had somebody like, let's say y'all get into an argument, okay? Yeah. And y'all could be in a room. Yeah. Okay, I'm the kind of person when we start really going at it, and clearly there's no... No reasoning, no, no way of, of coming together and reaching, you know, a a conclusion, you know, we're just keep going at it. I need to walk the fuck away. Yeah. I need to walk the fuck away. Let me go cool down. You go fucking cool down. We'll come back in a minute and we'll try again, you know, but I need to get the fuck away from you. Yeah. Because I don't want to go to a place. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So what he would do is in those moments, he would like basically like hold me captive in this room mm-hmm. wherever we were at right and he would take me to that fucking place every time and it would get to the point to where he was like oh fucking kate like okay <laughs> like oh my god okay you can leave you can leave so when i got with my ex that i just left after 10 years i told him like look don't ever fucking do this to me yeah like if you ever want to see crazy Fucking lock me in a room. <laughs> don't. I do not advise you do that. Don't ever. Like if I don't tell ever you, put me in a corner. Yeah, don't ever hold me hostage. If I tell you I want to walk the fuck out the door, you yeah. need to get the fuck out of my way and let me walk out that damn door or you're going to see fucking crazy. Yeah. So he was like, all right, you know, I would never do that. Blah, blah. So one time we got into an argument and I, I wanted to leave. I was pissed. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So I get in my car. I try to leave. This motherfucker would not let me leave. He got in front of my car like nothing. Fucking took me to crazy town. He fucking saw it come out of me. He goes, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. You're good. Just go ahead and back up. You're good, you're good. Go ahead and go. <laughs> I was like, dude, I told you. Don't fucking do that to me. That's like caged animal. Like, don't do that. Yeah. That is the worst feeling to feel trapped like that. And yeah. you cannot get out no matter what you do or say. Like, I feel like at that point, you kind of have no choice but to be fucking violent. You're going to have to put hands on somebody. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. Because they don't listen to reasoning at that point. Nope. That is a horrible fucking feeling, and I hate it. Yeah. I I can get, I can maybe get to the point of being trapped in a room, but once you put your hands on me, that's it. It's fair game. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. No. And and that's it. Because, I mean, yeah, don't know, do that either, but. No. If you put hands on me, just know if you're going to hit me like I'm a man, I'm going to hit you like you're a man. <laughs> like you're a bitch. I'm going to beat the <laughs> shit out of you like no, you, a little bitch yeah, you are. Because you if you put your hands on me, you a bitch. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, I agree. Don't put your hands on me. But like I said, 
it's a horrible feeling when you're in like a room and you're like, look, I want to get the fuck out of here and you need to let me go. And they're just like, no, no, no. Like I've literally had my ex stand in front of the door before and I'm just like screaming in his face. Let me the fuck out of this room before I put my hands on you and I'll hurt you. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not fucking moving. I'm not fucking doing it. And you can't push him out of the way. You can't get around him because he was bigger than me. You know, and that's when he's like just pushing him, pushing you off of him. Like, no, get the fuck off him. You know, no, I'm not letting you out. I'm not doing it. That is the worst fucking thing to do to somebody. If you want to see how fucking crazy they are, by all means, go ahead, boo. Go right ahead. Yeah. But I'm not responsible for what happens after that. I'm sorry. I'm not. No. I was technically a prisoner at that point. I requested to leave. He wouldn't let me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that. That could create a very toxic environment very fucking quickly. Yeah, it can. <laughs> and it can escalate very fucking quickly. Right. Like I said, don't don't make me feel like a caged animal. I don't like that. No. I do not like that. No. I'd rather you push me than do some shit like that, to be perfectly honest. Because I, I can fight you back, at least. Or I can run. <laughs> I mean, if I need to, I can run. <laughs> but having me captive in a fucking room, I, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. You should never do that to anybody. No. Anybody. You, you should. should never do that to anybody. No. No matter who you are. But, you know, I feel like all of those kind of go hand in hand with being, um, with having an anger issue for one. Um, being a little bit narcissistic. Selfish. <laughs> Most definitely. Like, I feel like my two toxic relationships have definitely, those were like the most selfish people I've ever known in my life. Yeah. They never wanted to do anything for you. It was always what they wanted, what they needed. Mm -hmm. And like one thing I always used to say about my ex, he it was always what he wanted to do, when he wanted to do it, where he wanted to do it, how he wanted to do it and who he wanted to do it with. That was always his thing. Every day he woke up and that was his fucking mantra. Like that's exactly how it felt. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, he kind of proved that, you know, the last, what, eight years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I, um, I, I definitely agree because that's how it was with mine too. It was always about what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, and and he always invalidated my opinion. Yeah, you know, like if I would say, "Well, instead of doing that, why don't we do that?" No, that's stupid. Yeah. Or you know, like one year, um, we went Christmas shopping to pick out gifts for you know our our niece, his niece, and my two nephews, mm-hmm. and. We, uh, I can't remember where we were, we, Walmart or something like that. And he was like, Hey, do you think Belle would like this? I think she would like this. That's his niece. And, and I was like, well, um, maybe, but didn't your sister say that she was into this? And, and she clear, she clearly did. I had it in text message. He's like, no, nah, I think she'll like this. So I was like, well, why don't we get both of them then? We'll see which one she likes more. So we picked both of them, and of course she liked the one that we that we we bought that I said we should get, and he right. got so mad, he got livid because she liked my gift more than his, <laughs> and I was like, "What does it matter? At least she got something she likes, right? You know." And he went off, "Well, this is just as good as this, and da da da. This, this is stupid. <laughs> You're stupid." I'm like, "I'm stupid for picking out a gift and listening to your sister." And picking out a gift that your niece liked. Yes, I'm the dumb one. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. 
a lot of sense. Right. It makes just as much sense as telling somebody that they're too needy for asking for help when they do every fucking thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. Nobody, you're the stupid one. Right. Right. Because the thing was, is um, he was incredibly messy. Like he would leave plates of food just lying all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't have any children. So there, of course, there was not that to worry about. But, you know, bugs and, and just yeah. it was gross. And, you know, I made the comment several times. I was like, hey, you know, can you pick up after yourself? Because, you know, this is gross. <laughs> And he would always have something to say. Well, you know, you don't ever clean the bathroom. Yes, I do. I clean the bathroom all the time. Well, you, you know, you, 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 need to, you, you need to pick up all your dirty clothes on your side of the bed. Dude, I have like, what, one pair of underwear and a pair of pants? That used to make me so angry. If my ex ever came, well, he used to do it all the time. He would come and be like, oh, you need to do the dishes. You need to do this, blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, you got two hands. You fucking do that shit. Why yeah. do I do it all the damn time? Exactly. You know what? Well, my, my time doesn't matter as much as yours. Right. You know what my ex's reasoning for not doing the dishes? I don't like to touch the food left on the plate. Put some motherfucking gloves on. I don't either. And that's why I scrape that shit off. Exactly. Or I put some fucking gloves How on. How about you scrape your fucking plate off into the trash can before you put it in the dead gum, the dead gum freaking sink? Yeah, I can't lie. I hate feeling shit in the water. I hate it too. That's why I just, like I said, put gloves I on. I don't like it either, but at the same time. Put some fucking put gloves some on. Fucking There's gloves ways around on. it. Yeah. There's no reason for you to use that as an excuse when there's ways around it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I think a lot of relationships, like um, (laughs) the guy that I'm talking to now, um, I was just telling him one thing that I absolutely adore about him is that he is nothing like my ex. (laughs) In any way, shape, or form. Uh He's nothing like him. Yeah. Like he doesn't talk like him, act like him, dress like him. Same music, nothing. Nothing (laughs) about these two people are the same. And I fucking love that because it's like I've already tried this one. It didn't fucking work (laughs) at all. I'm going to try something different. So, uh, you know, I always had this habit of choosing kind of the same kind of people. Yep. You know, I had the one from high school that was four years. He was kind of similar to the one I dated right after that for two years. He was kind of similar to the one I dated after that for 10 years. So, I mean, they were kind of all the same in some ways. They they had some similar traits, characteristics, um, hobbies, whatever it may be. They shared something. I'm glad this one broke the mold. Because <laughs> you know I mean? after all the shit that I have been through, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I feel like I need to go and have a detox from all of the toxic shit I have had to endure as far <laughs> as like, you know, feeling, um, okay. One of the things that, uh, really pushed me to finally leave my ex mm-hmm. was how incredibly lonely I felt. Yeah. How can you be in a relationship and feel so fucking lonely? Because they never want to spend time with you. It's right. Like they're always gone. Or, but that's what I mean. You know, you, you guys Those two things page. don't go together. Right. They don't go together. No, they don't. Happens all the time. Well, that's how you know this is not a good place to be. Yeah. And you know, toxic relationships are not just exclusive to significant others. They can also... You can also have friends that are 
toxic for you to be around. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of people that I cut out of my life after Elijah was born because they were not pushing me to go anywhere. Yeah. To do anything better. Yep. Or they were using me, using me for better to be money, my car, a house, um, you know, just whatever it may be. My lifestyle, my time, (laughs) whatever. But yeah, um, it's not exclusive to just romantic relationships. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. Absolutely. I mean, if we were to really get into it, I mean, you know, regarding the relationship that Jeremy has with his parents and his brothers and sisters. So, you know, the past, I don't know, the past four years has really been kind of hard for Jeremy. You know, I mean, there's there's been a lot that's happened. And we're starting to realize who is really the kind of, like, cause of all of this nonsensical bullshit. Right. And it's, it's unfortunate, but a lot of it has to do with his mom. And it's just been really, really tough on him. Mm-hmm. And... His siblings are very hateful to him at times. And his one of his sisters, um, she just, I don't know. She, it's almost like he's not even their brother. He's like their dumb, silly cousin that they see every now and then. Or that, you know, they. That you only see at the family that reunions. That you only see at the family reunion. It's not even like he's their brother. Hmm. And. For the last maybe like two two or three years, things have just gotten really out of hand. You know, like people meddling in business that has nothing to do with them and taking advantage of him and his, you know, kindness. And it's just, it's not healthy. The relationship is not healthy. Yeah. They don't treat him like he's part of that family. They treat him like he's just like a crazy you know, a crazy cousin. Yeah. Twice removed. Twice removed. Yeah. So it, it's, he's kind of started to tell me things about his childhood and, and it's very, it, it explains a lot. It really does, you mm-hmm. know, and his mom has done a lot of shady shit. Yeah. And she's gotten between me and Jamie. She's gotten between the kids and Jeremy and Jamie. She's, she's played a lot of roles. Yeah. And she's just not a good person. Yeah. She plays really well. She does. And she's got everybody believing that she's a fantastic person. But she has told everybody now that she doesn't like me. And that she wishes that Jeremy would have stayed with Jamie. And that I am a, what was it? Rude ass bitch. You know, I think it makes it hard when it's the parent or a mother-in-law or a father-in-law, some kind of parental figure, that is a toxic source in your life Yeah, because it's hard to cut those people out because it's family. Right. And I know with us growing up, we were taught that family is very important Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's somebody that's always going to be there for you at the end of the day. So I feel like it would be hard to do that. Right. You know, I can only imagine what Jeremy, you know, must be feeling having to make that decision. Yeah. That must suck. Well, they all think it was my decision that I'm the one that made the decision. And I didn't. 
you know, he got tired of being made fun of and picked on and calling called stupid yeah. and called a bad dad and called this and called that and and you know, he he got he's tired of it. And I can't say I blame him. No, I can't either. And it's like I told him, I said, you're going to have to make that decision. Yeah. It's not my decision really, yeah. to make. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. when I was with my ex, at, when we first got together, his mom, I guess, felt the same way that she would rather him be with um, his ex-wife because right. they had a child together. Yeah. And so she would do the same thing in the beginning. Actually, I felt like the whole relationship, she would do that shit. She would try to put herself in situations where she didn't need to be in. And, mm-hmm. you know, she there was a time where she actually had to move in with us. And um, that was pretty interesting. Um, I will <laughs> say that uh, she was a huge cigarette smoker. Yeah. And, um, I mean, this is... <laughs> This doesn't really have anything to do with a toxic relationship, but kind of, um, she, <laughs> I just have to really throw this out there cause it was crazy. Um, she was a big cigarette smoker and she would always smoke on my front porch and she had five little dogs and I fucking hated dogs. I still fucking hate dogs. I'm sorry. I just got bit by a dog when I was young. So I had a bad experience. So now I just get really nervous around dogs. So I don't really care for them. Right. It's, I mean, I don't want to get any hate mail on that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not mean. I just don't. I prefer cats. Okay. But anyway, so I didn't want her dogs in my house. I had a little kid. They were the little chihuahua dogs. They bark at everything. Right. Right. So I didn't really want the dogs in my house. They ended up being in my house anyway. I ended up with fucking fleas from these damn dogs. It took me so much money, so many fucking treatments to get rid of them. And I had a cat that I had to treat at the time. I was so mad. Yeah. We ended up having to rip up all the carpets to get rid of the fleas. Anyway, she was on the porch, the dog shit in the, the, crosswalk place and I was like hey you need to get this up because Elijah plays right here this woman without missing a beat puts her cigarette down gets up picks this piece of shit up with her bare hand tosses it in the yard sits back down and finishes smoking her cigarette that's disgusting never washed her hands nothing that is gross when she moved out I dumped every bit of ice (laughs) out of my ice box I washed it and bleached it and then let it fill back up. I did not use ice. Elijah did not drink anything with ice. Neither one of us used it the whole time she was there. After I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Mm -mm." That's gross. I started to be like Kevin Hart when he was talking about his dad. You get one cup. Go write your name on that cup. That is your cup. That is the only (laughs) cup you are allowed to use in this house. Right. I started to do that. That's funny. Yeah, it just created a really bad environment. And she actually ended up moving out because our rent went up $100 and we told her she was going to have to pay it. And she was out within a week. Right. <laughs> I was like, damn, I wish I had known that. I didn't do that shit months ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of it. it. It's become a nuisance now because now I'm... <laughs> I mean, especially with y'all being married. Yeah. It would make it hard. Yeah. And that would be a big strain on your relationship. It is. It it was for the longest time, you know, but now I think that now he's made the final decision that he's done because things have been said that she can't take back. Right. I mean, she, she literally said basically that if she ever had to pick between the girls, the three older girls and the two children that Jeremy and I share biologically together, she would pick the three older girls every time. And I'm like, which is fucked up. I'm like, why are you having to pick children? 
Right. Why would you ever have to do that? Why would you ever have to do that? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like Lenny and Michael aren't even Jeremy's. It's like they're only your kids. That's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, yeah, um, you know, they, they see them at holidays and they're all lovey-dovey, but you know, after Michael got his diagnosis, do you know that nobody has called me since I quit the daycare to check up on my kid? None of them call me ever to ask me how Michael's doing. I mean, I guess I could see that from like coworkers and shit, but like your mother-in-law, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My mom calls me after every single doctor's appointment. Uh, but the thing- Our the, moms are different breeds. Our moms <laughs> are different breeds. That is true. But they're moms. Yeah, they are moms. And yeah. I feel like that's what moms are supposed to do, you know, but- They are. Yeah, they are. So I, I just- um. That's the toxic relationship that we're dealing with right mm. now because she doesn't even think she's done anything wrong. They never do. And she's just the classic narcissist. Mm. And she's convinced everybody that I'm the problem, that I'm the problem because I can't be manipulated into doing her bidding. Yeah. I can't be controlled. Controlled. That's the problem because I have my own family. I don't have to have yours. Yep. And that's her problem. Yep. And we're close, so. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got my mom's side and my dad's side and mm-hmm. my stepmom's side. I, I don't need your little piss poor excuse for a family. Yeah. But anyway, I just feel bad for Jeremy. I know it's hard on him, but at the same time, it's necessary. Yeah. That is a hard yeah. decision to make, though. It is. You know, it was just like, like I said, I had to cut out people, too, because I had this one friend. She would always call me and be like, hey, um, <laughs> can you send me money? Uh, my baby needs this. Or my baby needs that. And I remember one time I went down there to get her and bring her um, back to visit for a little bit. And it took me four hours to go pick her up one way because she lives so far away. And I got down there and I was pregnant with Elijah at the time. That's how long ago it was. And, uh, (laughs) I get down there. I'm pregnant as hell. I want to say I'm like seven, eight months pregnant. This bitch, after me driving four fucking hours, asks me if it would be okay for me to go sit in the McDonald's parking lot with her son while she goes and and fucks the neighbor. Did you hear me? (laughs) I did. Did you just hear me? I did. I was like, um, what? Excuse me? You, what? Can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, she really did ask me to I'm guessing to do that. she was getting paid for it? No. Oh. No, she had a guy, right? Mm-hmm. And they lived together. Right. And I guess, you know, since the, her and the guy lived in the house, she couldn't have sex with a neighbor because the guy, you know, her boyfriend was next door. So, yeah, that was their way of doing it. Yeah. But that was... I'm telling you, she she was just bad news for me. You know, after that, I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with you. And the fact that she constantly kept asking me for money all the time, I was like, bitch, I have my own family to take care of. I can't take care of you and your own family. Yeah. Go get a fucking job. You're too old for this shit. Yeah. You've got a kid to take care of. Come on. Mm-hmm. Those are not the kind of people you want to be friends with. They're really not. No, they're not. And I feel like the best piece of advice my mom gave me was your friends reflect a lot of who you are and they tell a lot about who you are. Right. So you need to be careful with the people you surround yourself with. 
Right. And I feel like that's, you know, I reached that point in life. I was like, you know, there's a lot of people I could weed out and I'd Mm -hmm. be okay. Right. And so I did. Yeah. I got all that toxic shit out of my life and Mm -hmm. it it got better. You know, I started going places. Right. I, I had a friend like that. Um, when I moved home from college, um, I met up with one of my old high school friends at a bar and we started hanging out Mm -hmm. and she almost got me, she put me in a lot of really bad situations. I think I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. I do know who you're talking about. Because I recommended her for a job, and so did you. And I didn't recommend her. Oh, no, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. You did that. I did, but she got the job because she knew me, Mm -hmm. and and I knew you. Yeah. So, you know, and she made me look like an idiot for trusting her. And her dad was a bouncer at a bar that we would go to all the time. It's in town. And... We were there one night and this there was this dude who just kept hitting on her, kept hitting on her. And, you know, she told him to leave him, leave her alone. Well, she had the tendency to get shit faced, like really shit faced. And that left me there trying to make sure she, she was OK. She was OK. Take care of her bar tab and try to get her out to the car and her poor dad always worried about her. And I felt so sorry for him. And, and you know, I, I still think he's the nicest guy. But, you know, I, he was always nice to me. So I would take care of her because, you know, I cared about his feelings. Mm-hmm. And so one night, oh, my gosh. So this guy kept hitting on her. And she got shit-faced. And we're heading out side because the bar is closing and we're headed out to the car and the dude hollers over from his car hey you want to go for a ride and he's got like he's got like a camaro or some shit like that i mean Mm -hmm. it was a nice car Mm -hmm. and she goes i'm gonna go for a ride with him and i'm like no the fuck you're not yeah (laughs) no you're not no i don't know that dude you don't know that dude Mm -mm. and you're shit faced yeah no the fuck you're not She's like, oh, come on. Don't be a party pooper. He pulls up in front of us. She hops in the car. Oh, my God. And she's like, follow us. And I'm like, he's in a fucking Camaro. And I've got a 97 Ford Explorer. How oh, yeah, I made that car. going to follow you. Right. Well, I guess he, I guess she told him to, you know, wait for me. And so... I get behind them and I follow them. And the dude goes to his house. His house. Of course. And He's trying to have a party. I don't fucking know. But so his driveway kind of went down. Mm-hmm. So he pulled down into his driveway and yeah. I parked at the very top. Because uh-huh. he lived in a neighborhood. So yeah. I kind of parked on the street. And I get out of the car. And I was like, hey, come get in the car. And she goes... No, I gotta pee. And I was like, well, go fucking pee. We gotta go, dude. I'm getting really rapey vibes from this. Like, (laughs) creep alert, creep alert, creep alert, creep alert. I'm like, no, I don't like this. I mean, he was our age. I would have bad vibes too. But I I was still like, dude, you don't know her and you're bringing her to your fucking house. Something's just not right. Something is just not right. So he was like, do you want to come inside? And I was like, I'm going to step in the door and then my back is going to be on the door. I'm not coming inside your house because I didn't want her to go in there alone. 
I've been like, you can just leave the door open. I have one foot in, one foot out. (laughs) I kind of did that almost because I kept my arm like on the outside of the door holding the door open. Yeah. And so I'm like, sorry, bitch, you're on your own. (laughs) I told you this was a bad idea. Just run it away. (laughs) So she goes, she goes inside to go pee. And the whole time the dude is standing in the foyer. Well, I've got one arm like wrapped around the door mm-hmm. and he's like, he like touches the collar of my jacket. He's like, that's a nice jacket. And I was like, get your fucking hands off me. And he's like, he's like, why? You know, you, you obviously followed her here for a reason. I was like, yeah, to take her ass home because I don't know if you met her dad, but he's liable to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And her, let me just tell you, her dad, we call him Big John. That motherfucker is six foot four. And weighs about 350 pounds and could beat the shit out of somebody if he wanted to. But so um, I'm like, you need to come on. You need to come on. Come on. So she comes out of the bathroom, right? Drunk as shit. Falls on the damn couch. I'm like, no, dude, get your ass up. Mm-mm, we're going. We're going. We're going. And she's like, so I'm just tired. And I'm like, cool. You can sleep in my car. Let's go. We're going. We're right. going home. So I drag her up off the couch, right? She's basically freaking comatose at this point. Right. Throw up, throw her one of her arms over my shoulder. I grab her by the waist and I hoist her ass up and I'm like, open the fucking door. We're leaving. And he goes, he goes, oh, you don't want to stay. I was like, no, I've already told you this. I'm not interested. And so I hauled her ass out to my car, put her in my front seat and I got the hell out of there. I was so pissed at her the next mm-hmm. morning. I let her fucking have it. And that's not the only time she did some shit like that to me. Yeah. That's, that's how that's how my friend was too that I cut off. They always asked me for money. She would she would put me in bad situations like that too. She, she no matter how much you were like, dude, every alert in my body is telling me we do not need to be here right now. Like right. why aren't you listening to yeah. me? I've actually left her somewhere before <laughs> because I was like, uh-uh, I'm not fucking dying tonight. Uh-uh, bitch, you want to die tonight? Yeah. You go right the fuck ahead. Uh-uh, I got life to live. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> and I've right. left her before because, uh-uh, you want to be dumb? Be dumb. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Uh-uh. I want to see the sunrise I, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. She, I mean, she used to do stupid shit like that all the time, and she never found a problem with it. No, those she kind never, of people you, you know, don't need to be around. Right, and... I don't know if she's changed now, but it's been like, you know, six or seven years. She may have changed. I don't know. She's got a kid. I do know that. She's married. But at the same time, it's just like, mm. I don't know. It's just not a nice, it's just not nice when people take advantage of you and use you for things. Like those are, like I said, those are just not the kind of people you want in your life. And I definitely want to make sure I stress that to my children because I don't want them to end up crowding themselves around the wrong people. Right. Those are not. And what's really crazy is that sometimes when you have those toxic people around you, it takes you so long to realize it. I feel like that by sometimes by the time you do realize it, it's already affected you in some way. Yeah. You know, whether it be the way you think, talk, act, whatever it may be, it's still affected you in some way. Right. You're right. After I was with... um the first guy when I was young, um, throughout high school, after I left him, I pretty much knew what the fuck I was going to put up with and what I wasn't going to put up with. Yeah. So when I met the the next one and we started dating, I was like, look, don't try this. Don't try that. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there with you. Yeah. So if you start doing that, I'm out. We're done. Right. So knowing what you, what your thresholds are, 
Mm -hmm. I feel like helps a lot too. Absolutely. Yeah. And realizing those toxic relationships Mm -hmm. are just not worth it, you know? No, they're not. All right. Well, let's get ready for some trivia. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Tonight's trivia theme is company slogans. Okay. So you have to name the company. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example. If I were to say, I'm loving it. McDonald's. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Number one, it keeps going and going and going. Energizer. Yeah. Energizer. Good job. I asked Joe that one earlier and she was like, Duracell. I was like, no, Joe, no. It's (laughs) the Energizer Bunny. Come on. That's funny. Okay. All right. Good job. Number two. I could have had a V8. Yeah. Okay. I knew you were going to get these, damn it. <laughs> I try to pick hard ones, You too. realize I work at a grocery store, right? Know, right? <laughs> okay. The, red, the next one has nothing to do with the groceries. All right. So easy a caveman can do it. So easy a caveman can do it. Yeah. So easy a caveman can do it. So easy a caveman can do it. So easy. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Geico? Yeah. Do you remember that Geico commercial where the caveman was in the airport and he was on that little thing that moves and you just stand on it? Yeah. And he was standing on it and he passes this mirror Uh on the wall and it's like the cave people. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? Uh He just stops and stares at it as he goes by. That shit was so funny. Good job. Okay. The next one. Can you hear me now? Good. Verizon. Damn it. That was funny too. Uh Uh-huh. Those are blasts from the past, too. They, yeah. Those aren't around anymore. The, uh, he does uh, sprint. Sprint, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, good job. The last one. Come hungry, leave happy. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Come hungry, leave happy. Oh, my God. This is going to really piss me off. <sighs> Come hungry. <laughs> I love how you just keep like repeating it yeah, over and over. I'm hoping it triggers something in my head. Come hungry, leave happy. Come hungry, leave happy. I'm almost there. Hang on. I wish I could videotape you right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, I'm Arby's. That's we have the meats. Ah, oh, shit. Come hungry, leave happy. Captain Damn, we don't even have one of those anymore. Are they still around? Uh-huh. <sighs> no, that's some, I think that's something with the coast. Something with the coast. All right, well, you, I'm sorry. You've already got it wrong. Those two guesses. Okay. All right. Um, so, no, it was not Arby's. Um, it is IHOP. Oh, damn International it. House of Pancakes. That's really bad because that's where me and Jeremy had our first date. <laughs> I'm hungry. Leave Leave happy. happy. Damn it. That's what she said. (laughs) All right. Well, you almost had a perfect five. I was really hoping that this was going to be the first time that you got all five right. No, you weren't. I really was. I was like, oh my God. That's why I didn't say it because I didn't want to jinx it. Uh Uh-huh. But I really was. I was like, oh man, this might be the night. She gets all five right. Now I have to go tell my husband that I got the slogan for IHOP wrong. The place where you had your first damn date. The place where we had our first Mm -hmm. damn date. Damn, damn, damn. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Please send any questions, comments, or concerns to... Up your butt. (laughs) (laughs) And then also send them to... (laughs) FedUpAndTiredPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is fed up and tired podcast at gmail.com. And please also check us out on Reason, Podcorn, Google Podcast, and Spotify. 
All right. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Melissa. I'm Mary Nell. And this has been Fed Up and Tired.